Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all. Yeah, yeah, we came a long way, and that's what the songs say. And I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Love Your Life family, welcome back to the Loving Your Life podcast. It's your sis, Crystal. Hey, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Andre. We're back at you with another discussion about loving your life. How you doing today, boo? I'm doing well, babe. Doing well. Great, productive day. Just got through doing some, completing some um, items I had on my agenda. Now I'm in chill mode, just ready to drop this information and really have a pretty in-depth conversation. How you doing, babe? Doing pretty good. You know, today was a pretty good day. I was excited about one major thing. Guess what it is? What's up? I didn't have to cook. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of leftovers (laughs) from Easter Sunday dinner. Oh, plenty of leftovers. I'm hoping it lasts for at least like three, three days. Oh, for sure. Two, three days. Hey, check this out, fam. So we, we had an awesome... Easter, quarantine, Easter, Sunday. Um, let me tell you all the stuff that we cooked. So we had barbecue chicken. I you know, had to fire it up the grill. It was tight. We had barbecue chicken, fried chicken. Um, I cooked greens. My wife made two sweet potato pies. We had macaroni and cheese, a gluten-free version, as well as the you know, regular macaroni and cheese. We also had a shrimp-like cocktail dish, babe. Yeah. Shrimp cocktail. Um, some homemade dressing my wife made. Um, I forget. Oh, my, and my our son made some banana chocolate chip bread. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was on and popping. We had a great time feasting for you know Easter Sunday, and then afterwards we um you know after oh, we, we you oh, okay. talk about the, the new wrap you did and the greens. On the grill. Oh, oh yeah, that's gosh, right. I, I created so a new good. concoction. Thank you, baby. I created a new concoction. Um, something that I was thinking about when I was cooking. So anyway, I have a, I took a, a collard green leaf, obviously washed it, kind of oiled it down both sides with olive oil, and I took some um, just you know some barbecue chicken. I took off the grill some breast slices. I rolled it, well, I seasoned it, and then I rolled it up in the collard green, mm-hmm. and then um, rolled that up in uh, what is that wax paper? Wax mm-hmm. paper, and then um, aluminum foil. And put it on the grill. Oh. Something special. Uh, and let it so let it marinate in the seasoning and the juices for about 20, 30 minutes. It was fire. So hey, I just gave y'all y'all recipe. My recipe. <laughs> if it blow up, hey, you know how to give your boy credit, okay? Absolutely. So we ate real good. Yeah. So Sunday, Easter Sunday was awesome. We started off, had a little devotional with family, just really making sure we spent time addressing, you know, what the purpose of Easter is for um, you have to have some trivia questions just to make sure our kids understand uh, the real meaning behind Easter Resurrection Sunday. That was awesome. Then, like I said, we went right into uh, preparing the dinner, ate, and then we had an awesome time. We took the kids out. They did get to do some fun stuff with some egg decorations and as well as you know finding the hidden eggs. So it, it was good. And then we ended the day doing a fun activity, riding bikes in the neighborhood. So it, it was pretty cool. We topped it off with a little movie at the end of the night with a little ice cream. So it was a fulfilling, fulfilling weekend. Definitely refreshing. And so we are ready to jump in and have a really heart-to-heart, I'd say more vulnerable conversation today. 
Okay, okay. So, yeah, I would say vulnerable. The topic is, how do you see me? How do you see me? So when you look at your intimate relationships, um, the relationships that, you know, outside of just casual relationships, but those people that you love, you trust, you spend a lot of the time, how do you see one another? So if, as I'm talking to my wife, you know, how does she see me, vice versa? How do I see her? Uh, and a, the big part of this is why this is so key is because there's oftentimes there's hidden things that are never shared or discussed between people in intimate relationships. And when I say intimate, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic. Obviously, that's one type of intimate relationship. But there's also a relationship between, you know, mother and father, um, you know, uh, son and, and mother and so forth brother and sister. So those intimate relationships, more than just casual, how do you see each other? Because oftentimes, if that's never expressed, you get into taking one another for granted. So Absolutely. I think this topic is very key and it will can open up uh, some some levels of transparency, thereby hoping to, you know, better some relationships. And I think it's really important to ask this question for those that want to grow. Correct. You know, if you're good being stagnant or having your way or whatever the case may be, this question will challenge you. You know, we get stuck in our ways and um, some people are um, one-sided thinking. They don't see life from a different perspective and or I should say self-centered, you know, where they don't where care. Where it's only their view. Right. Right. You know, so this is going to be a hard, this would be a challenging question, very challenging question for if you are self-centered. This makes, before we get into how do you see me, but it also, like you talked about, it helps people grow. Yes. Because it, there's a very uh, key ingredient in maturity. And that's being able to step outside yourself and hear someone else's perspective and reflect on that. Now, just merely hearing someone else's perspective doesn't mean you need to change everything and do everything that someone says. However, if someone is self-centered and stuck in their ways and, re and refuse to do anything different other than what they already do, that is a lack of maturity and okay. they truly are missing out on some words of wisdom and some, some ways of doing things that could make it easier for them, but also uh, help them be more productive. So for sure, um, how do you see me causes you to be transparent if, if you're truly answering this question and engaging in this discussion? Absolutely. And I would add to that, that you wouldn't ask this question to just some random individual that's has no equity in your life. Right. So casual, you know, relationships, those people that you maybe you see on your job, even certain neighbors that you see, but it's not, you love it's kind of high and by. Right. Obviously that's, not, this is not a question that you would ask someone kind of in that casual category. However, your intimate relationships, those people that you're the closest to, you spend a lot of time with, you have a vested interest in one another's lives. Right. Uh, this question is very fundamental for, for these type of relationships. So how do you see me? I want to jump in, babe, but, before I address how do I see you, I want to say, first of all, I see you. You know, before I get into, you know, how I view you, I, I definitely want you to know that I do see you. Um, I see you as a, a wife, the mother of my children, a lover, a lover. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I see you as, as a helpmate, as an entrepreneur, one of excellence. So I want to say that, first of all, I, I see you. And I realize even now, um, just like anyone else, well, I can't speak for anyone else, but speaking for me, there were times, you know, where you, you just go and go and do, 
and didn't acknowledge all that you were doing. And so, first of all, I want to say I do see you and appreciate, you know, everything you bring to the table. So, um, I see you. Thank you, baby. All right. So, how do I see you? But And so, if I kind of expand on that, for sure. A woman of, you know, babe, I see you as a woman of many gifts. Um, You wear a lot of hats well. And one of the things, the thing that I really appreciate about that, though, the hats that you wear now, you're doing a better job of managing them well. And I don't mean that as a knack. I just think in times past, and we, we've we talked about this, right. you know, when you were kind of, when we were first diagnosed with, with Crohn's disease and at times you were overcompensating because mm-hmm. you couldn't do certain things, the things that you could do, you were trying to work yourself to the, to the ground, trying to prove your worth subconsciously. Right. Uh, whether it be out of guilt or just out of obligation or feeling that you needed to do this to show your value. So I appreciate as your husband, the fact that you've brought balance to that and you know, when it's time to rest, regardless of how many things are left to be done. Yeah. Um, you don't let it get you to the point where you're working yourself to the ground because at the end of the day, you know, the dishes will be there tomorrow. Um, the floor, whatever, And I don't mean dishes, meaning you don't want to do dishes, but I'm just saying whatever specific things that you have on your agenda or your plate to do and me as well, you know, that stuff would be here tomorrow. And so I appreciate the fact that I see as a woman with many hats that have truly learned to balance with grace all that's on your plate and knowing when to say, okay, that's enough for today. So that's for sure. See, as a entrepreneur, um, definitely a wonderful mother. Um, just a woman of excellence, babe. You know, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Means a lot to hear that, especially, you know, just throughout the years, as you mentioned, you know, it's been trial and error. You navigating through the unknown and, and figuring it out one day at a time. And I know part of, Working through that, it took a strong man, a man of excellence, uh, a patient man, um, and to sum it all up, a man that truly walks in love. And so I am where I am because of the support that you have given me. So I love you. I love you too, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the show, baby. So how do I see you? Oh, gosh. How much time do we have? Oh, go on, girl. <laughs> go on now. Go on, stroke me. Talk about this chocolate hunk. Go oh ahead now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How do I see my husband? Um, he is an amazing man on so many levels. Um, I see your strength on as a father, uh, as a definitely as a husband. Um, you're, you don't give up, which is amazing about you any challenge that comes our way this comment that you made to me years ago um you're not gonna let something beat you and um if i at first when i heard that i was like man his determination um and that would be with simple things around the house fixing things up and you you just wouldn't let anything beat you and that has spilled over into every area of our life all the challenges that have come our way, I've never questioned whether or not you were going to walk away, 
or we're going to give up. Um, I, I think the hardest part of seeing what we've navigated through was times when it was hard and there weren't a lot of men around us that you could truly just, you know, lean into. But over time, God sent those men to, to speak life and to encourage and to edify um, your your wisdom uh, when it comes to just speaking life into people, um, being able to see from their lens, the, the empathy that flows out of you is incredible. Um, definitely as a father, just raising questions and having three boys and then our baby girl, she comes and seeing how she's stretching you. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that was, that took some adjustments, having three boys and then become a girl for sure. You know, it's just, it's incredible to watch, but your perseverance and your faithfulness to God and how you, you chase after God in regards to everything that we do. Um, you don't sit there and rely on your wisdom and your knowledge alone. And that takes a, it just takes a level of maturity. You are that fine wine. Wow. The older you get, the better you get. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> But I can go the on and on. Wine in this mind. <laughs> um, but I can't speak enough to um, the challenge that of being a caregiver, right? And how that has stretched you, um, challenged you. Uh, we've had painful, hard conversations, but you've always remained a student, yeah, open to learn and to continue to grow with me. Right. And so I appreciate and I honor you. All right. I definitely receive it. You know, even as you said that, an area that I definitely left off, um, how do I see as a counselor too, my helpmate, but even a a sound counselor, meaning um, we can confide in one another. I can confide in you. You can give me your thoughts, your words of wisdom. And I want to say, you know, to our men listeners, at the end of the day, I, I remember years ago, I was talking to this one man. And we were having conversations about, you know, the role of women and, and men and marriage. And he said something to me that it just didn't sit right with me. We were talking about, you know, helpmate, you know, being married and your wife is a helpmate. And so I asked, I raised the question, well, what if, you know, you have to make a decision or you have to, you know, do something. And his, his stance was, you know, the man needs to lead and, you know, and so forth. Um, and when I ask this question, what if you don't have the knowledge that you need, but this your wife is skilled in this area and you have to make a decision, you have to do something. What, what are you going to do? Because he was giving me information as if, you know, he had to be the one to make the decision as a man. And so he stated, well, I expect my wife to pray for me. And then the decision that needs to be made through her prayers and whatever I decide to do, that will be the direction we need to go in. And it didn't sit well with me at all. I mean, he was dead serious. She's going to pray for me. And the decision I make will be led by, you know, me seeking God and her prayers for me. And that just, it didn't sit right with me because I'm the type of this. Listen, as a husband and wife, there are some things, babe, that you're, you know, you're more talented in, you're more wise in or have more experience in. And obviously I'm going to pray about everything. However, God gives us a brain. And if I know that you're gifted, talented, you have more experience in it, I'm going to seek out your words of wisdom. And if I have no understanding or nothing to bring to the table or just at a loss for the decision that needs to be made, I'm going to, in addition to praising God, I'm going to lean on what you're saying 
and go in that direction. Unless I get some information that wholeheartedly has me to go in a whole different direction, then I may you know spend some more time thinking about it. Uh, so I want to say this is in, in marriage and even in intimate relationships that comes along with being a counselor. And hopefully listeners, you have the people that you're intimately involved in, and it may not be all of them, but especially if you're romantically involved with someone, hopefully you can be one another's counselor and not in the sense of, you know, trying to address mental health issues, but just somewhat like a sounding board where you can give your thoughts and your perspective. Because we said years ago in marriage, I value your opinion, babe, and your feelings much more than I do any of my friends. When you became my wife and even my fiance leading up to marriage, your word was going to hold more weight than friends, truthfully, than mom, dad, friends, aunts, uncles, brothers, and sisters, Mm -hmm. because we became one. So I'm going to stress, you know, that counselor in the sense of words of wisdom is definitely needed in, you know, your most intimate relationships. And my hope and desire for our audience is that you have those relationships. And if not, you begin to establish them, which starts with having transparent conversations. Absolutely. And even to continue to add to what you're saying, I there's no way that I would be where I'm at today without you making room for my gifts mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. Uh And a lot of times when in relationships, when there is stunted growth, it's because you stop having questions that promote growth. Mm -hmm. You stop making room for the other individual's gifts because you don't understand it. And lack of understanding is rooted in just not asking questions, not making room to hear the other person's perspective or what they're going through. And when I was at my worst and, and my weakest here you were by me trying to uh, keep me stirred up and raise questions. Okay, well, we can either sit here and focus on what you don't have or we can focus on what you do have and how you can continue to apply it to life. And that was you watering me and making sure that regardless of what was going on and how bad things looked, you were still pouring life into me. And so that's been a vital part of my life, my successes, uh, it's, it's been fueled and it's been watered by an, a deep love from you. Oh, I concur, babe. I, you know, I would say the same thing. I mean, for sure, um, you know, instru- instrumental in my life uh, as a confidant, you know, helping me even develop as a man because the truth be told, I, this is my opinion, okay? My opinion is I, I do think, especially in marriage, you need words of wisdom from a good woman to help you truly develop in all the capacities of a man that you need to. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, men, we're obviously we're not women. And there is a perspective that a woman brings to the table. And sometimes we are as whole as we may be when you get into marriage and you get in relationships with other women, uh, such as your wife, you do get a woman's perspective on some things that you may not have never realized. And so you being pretty upfront, transparent and saying things in love, you know, never cutting me, even delicate things, you know, still said it, but you said it in love. That truly helped me to go back to the drawing board, rethink some things, especially even dealing with being a father to a, um, a young girl. You know, for me, like I said, I was raised with all boys. I didn't have any sisters growing up. And 
you know, our first three children were boys. And so when Jayla came along, it was kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And <laughs> I realized, you know, girls and boys are different. They're just, you know, and, and all boys, you know, I'm not saying that all boys have the same personality, anything like that. Right. But there are some some differences, you know, um, just and so you being able to help me view parenting from the lens uh, of a small girl really helped me to do some things different because, you know, I went into it just, you know, trying to parent my daughter like one of my sons. And without your words of wisdom, I would have been still doing some of those same things. That was truly a mistake, but I didn't have experience. I didn't have knowledge. Right. And so being able to hear from the lens of you, my wife, who, who obviously used to be a girl at times and could share the lens of a young girl really helped me uh, parent, you know, our daughter. So uh, that's huge. That makes me think about the time when you were teaching her how to swim. What happened? And she, <laughs> uh, so you had her and Joshua out there, our youngest son, uh-huh. and you're telling them to do the same thing, but she had to scoot out of the way because you didn't want her to get hit by Joshua. And so you said, Jelly, get over to the side. And she didn't respond right away. And she almost got hit by Joshua. So you raised your voice to them. You're like, Jayla, get over to the side. And she gets over to the side and she's just, <gasps> Daddy yelled at me. And he, you looked at me like, I didn't yell at her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't yell at her. I, and then literally you had to go over there and take her in your arms and explain to her yeah. about, you know, what your tone meant. Cause she was just thought that. Right. She took it like my tone was, I'm mad at her right. and my tone was just out of concern. Right. Whereas when I was dealing with my boys and now at least my boys, at least not to say that all boys are like this, I didn't really have to worry or, or be concerned about my tone when I had to address something. <laughs> Whereas, you know, with Jayla, my experience with my kids anyway, but Jayla, you know, there's times I put some thought into how I'm going to say stuff <laughs> before I say it because I want I don't want the volume or the tone to dilute the message that I'm trying to convey to her. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I want to go back real quick because you mentioned years ago um, there was when there wasn't a lot of men in my life, and um, but then God eventually sent me in you know, operating still in wisdom. I've struggled. I'm just, you know, being pretty transparent for years, desired to have, you know, my father died like seven years ago and I never, I didn't have older men that I was really walking on a consistent basis with in my life. And so I I long for like that older man to, to not tell me what to do, but just someone you could bounce some thoughts off of, give you some suggestions, some thoughts, some ideas. And sometimes I know not always the case, but for me after year, and then years later, you know, I definitely begin to meet new people that kind of play that role of a, of a mentor. But for years, I didn't have that from an older man. I want to stress to our listeners, sometimes whether you're male or female, sometimes you have to be the something that you've never seen before, Yes. you know, and I didn't realize that then, but you know, some years after I realized that some of the things that I was looking for someone to pour into me, that was allowing me to develop the things to be that for someone else. So sometimes you have to be the first. Absolutely. Sometimes you, 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 sometimes you're not going to get someone uh, to fill that role of a mentor that you would like. 
And it's okay because sometimes that is the very thing needed to develop you into who you're called to be. So uh, that's for somebody, maybe not everybody, but I know that's kind of my experience. And um, I realize now, you know, it was, it was help. It was part of my development. So, yeah, man. So as we're talking about this, how do you see me and these questions for you to uh, consider having with those that you are very close with? I want to break down just a little bit more the value of doing this. So when we go back to the beginning of creation, God tells us in the word that he created us naked and unashamed. And if we go back and we really break that down, I only have so much time, so I'm not going to get as deep. But when it comes to you being face to face and being able to have this conversation, it's important to be naked and unashamed. God never intended for us to walk in shame and uh, shame. It, it just hides us. It, it keeps us hidden. It makes us cover up our differences because we're afraid of what somebody may think. Number one, you don't need people to validate you. That's good. If you need people to validate you, people will control you. Right. So when you think about being naked and unashamed, it's really being able to walk in a level of freedom with those that you are in um, close relationship with. That's, again, going to promote growth and stability for your life as a man, as a woman, as a couple, as parents, grandparents, auntie, uncle, whatever hat you wear. Mm. Uh, and so the goal is, is that when you're having these conversations, being able to say, you know, I really want to have this conversation and be naked and unashamed. So that means I'm not going to cover up what makes me different because I want you to see me. Right. So you have to ask that question. Do you want to be known? Do you want to be seen? This is a good question to ask yourself prior to sitting before someone else and then asking them this question. Be honest with yourself. If the answer is no, it's important for you to identify why. And if the why is you're looking for somebody to validate you, it goes back to God, you are the one that I need to validate me. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, so being able to just do the work and that's just a kind of a brief thing I want to just a nugget in there as you prepare to have this conversation, start with yourself. Yeah. And I think too, be prepared to, to demonstrate maturity because I've, at times I've, people have asked a question and I've said stuff with tactfulness, you know, cause I understand depending on the setting and the person, you know, I always want to speak the truth, but depending on the person is or the environment, if it's a business meeting versus kind of a casual environment, how I articulate what I'm going to articulate is going to be a little different. Um, but be prepared to, to demonstrate maturity. If you're asking someone, how do they see you? Be prepared for them to say some things that you may not like. Right. Okay. Because so if you're not ready to get cut, don't ask the question because you could have a false sense of yourself. And then you ask your people that you're in intimate relationships with, or, or you know, or, people that you're in real relationships outside of casual relationships, you ask them that question, how do they see you? And then they say some not so pleasing things. Hopefully you won't cut them off and refuse to talk to them, but you'll spend some time reflecting on what they said, not necessarily taking ownership of it, but, but at least reflecting on what they said and then go back and do some soul searching to see if there's any truth to it, especially if there's areas that you need to improve or grow up in, because the bottom line is regardless of our strengths and we all have them, but we also have our weaknesses 
And too often people try to ignore their weaknesses and only focus on their strengths. And at the end of the day, they're stunning their growth. Right. Okay? In order to continually grow, you have got to address your weaknesses. That doesn't mean that you're going to be just as good as someone else in everything else, especially your weaknesses. However, maturity is wherever you are in your weaknesses, as you grow in time, those weaknesses are strengthened. They still may be a, you know, a weakness for you. However, over time, they still should be stronger than they once were. And I like that you mentioned that because how do you see me is a surgical question. Yeah. It's going to cut away at some things. Is and, and with surgery, it's opening you up. It's seeing what's on the inside. That doesn't feel good. Right. There's no anesthetic <laughs> for these questions other than just going in prepared to hear truth and saying, hey, I'm, I'm willing to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big part, that work piece, because then the, the number one thing is kind of acknowledging. So you have those conversations of transparency. How do you see me? OK, you get it out there now. So your intimate partner or, you know, says, OK, this is how I see you. You've done some reflecting and you realize that some errors that they label as your weakness is for sure area you're in need of improving or growing in. Mm-hmm. OK, now. So the where the rubber meets the road is if you're going to put in the work to grow in that area or to develop in that area. Because sometimes you will have a transparent conversation with someone. You've expressed what's on your heart and it is true. They've done some reflecting. Mm-hmm. However, they may refuse to take heed and do anything about it. So I'm going to stress, if you're going to be vulnerable enough to ask the question, how do you see me from your intimate uh, people that you're in a relationship with? I implore you to be mature enough to go do some work about it. There's no point asking questions if you're going to go back and do the same old thing and refuse to do anything different. And deal with it in layers. Right. Right. Because you can't do nothing can be addressed. Everything can't be addressed overnight. Right. So, okay. So you're not going to make a 180, but hopefully, you know, little by little, bit by bit. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you all for tuning in today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share and leave a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Shout to the people that made me. I'm from the 80s. I don't think mumbling wavy. I grew up black on a Jay-Z. Maybe I'm crazy. I ain't been wondering lately. Feel like it's there for the taking. Feel like I'm good with the changes. Know who I am. And that's the most dangerous thing. Hey, Love Your Life fam. It's Crystal and Andre Holland. What's up, everybody? Hey, looking forward to hearing from you. So to find us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and leave a review. We look forward to hearing from you all.